0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. And time to chat Harness Racing now with Fred Hastings. Freddie, good morning.
1: Simon, uh, good morning to you. Uh, just before we kick off a look at last night, I just received a message a few moments ago from uh, uh, one of the New South Wales uh, steward panel members, Chris Desprilla. He just told me that uh, they've inspected the Cowra track after rain yesterday and overnight, but it's A-OK for racing. It's sunny there at the moment and uh, no rain uh, is imminent, so the meeting at Cowra will go ahead, so that's an important message from stewards.
0: Good, Mickey Dummesny, uh will give us some winners as well for Cowra coming up through the Helping Hand after half past 11, but uh, yes, let's chat about Tabcorp Parkman angle last night. Freddie, we had a Group 3 uh, on the card?
1: Yeah, let's have a listen to it. It was a race where trainer Jack Trainer produced Five of the 10 runners. He had half the field, so it ended up being no surprise that he found the Quinella in the feature last night. 28-7.
0: 28-7, they've been low flying, 55-6, the half passing the cages, and the leader is tay about a neck in front, in second spot, put to pressure up on the outside now, and starting to feel the strain as Wayneui Creek, but she is tough. Next of all, back on the inside as Little Bliss, peeling out now to get into the race as Town Echo. Where's Brave You Kelly? It comes right to the outside, Tay-Tay, the leader, coming at it strongly now Is Town Echo. Wayneui Creek hangs tough, Little Bliss up on the inside, and letting down as Brave You Kelly and by g, she's coming with a run. The leader is Town Echo. Brave You Kelly's diving on the outside. Brave You Kelly dives, gets up on the line. Right on the line Brave You Kelly has grabbed the stable mate Town Echo. I think Tay Tay might have got third. Close up is Little Bliss in that photo with Wade. So they were the first three across the line there. Brave You Kelly over Town Echo and Tay Tay Freddie.
1: Yeah look she's done a great job Brave You Kelly since uh, arriving in Australia. Really racing in great form. Uh, only had the one defeat uh, in the, the four uh, runs. Been really uh, very good. And posted a 150.9. And I know Jack Trainer has a pretty fair opinion. Beat Echo and Taytay. Uh, that was the Group 3 feature. The other race uh, that I'll mention is the uh, the Fast Class race. The Black Prince, uh, a dual Group 1 winner. And incredibly on a night where we had three carousel heats, was a carousel winner back in 2008, got up the score last night by a head-posting 150.7. I wanted to catch up with trainer David Thorne, and he produced one runner last night at Manangle. And again, full disclosure, I have a very tiny, minor share in this particular horse, Heaven on High, looking to qualify by running first or second in the carousel for next week. And here's how I saw the third race last night.
0: Port or Prince comes to the outside as heads were turned for home. The leader as they flatten in, narrowly has been Along valley. There's a middle split, Heaven on High starting to accelerate. Port or Prince is down the outside. But Heaven on High gets that middle split to join Port or Prince. It's Heaven on High and Port or Prince in a great two-horse war. Heaven on High joined by Port or Prince. Port or Prince finishes the better, beats Heaven on High. Blackhawk Joe from the clouds flooded home and grabbed third. Fourth home in the race then. So that was heat number three of the carousel last night, Freddie, going to uh, Port Hall Prince, uh, Heaven on High, your honour, and then Blackhawk Joe third.
1: Yeah, I've got to say, Blackhawk Joe, it was a real good run. It uh, it won't uh, get into the final unless I'm pretty sure it'll be an emergency, uh, as I understand, but uh, uh, it was an outstanding run by it. But the first two horses, uh, they're both former Kiwis. Um, Heaven on High made its debut in Australia a couple of weeks back and won by 31 metres in 152 for Port Prince you always got the impression he was going to be better over a trip and 2,300 proved the telling factor. Trainer of Heaven on High and many very nice horses that are out and about at the moment is David Thorne. Uh, Thorny, it was close, but no
2: cigar. Yeah, that's right. Um, he, he just got nutted on the line, but um, yeah, the first and second horse both went really good.
1: Yeah, as I said, two ex-Kiwis. Uh, there was a half-neck in it at the line and Port-au-Prince, certainly uh, a horse that we, we had an expectation would step up to a trip uh heaven on high your horse uh, it uh, has also been successful over in new zealand over a trip, a mile and a half and i, I guess when you consider he won by 30 meters in 52-4 on debut has uh, done a good job to again you know step up in distance a bit and you get the feeling he, he might be better next week for that run
2: yeah i think so i don't definitely don't think the run will do him any harm um you know it's hard for these horses when they're probably not used to coming off the gate. And like he came off last night and they went a 48-8 lead time, which is really quick for the longer trip. So um, that that should toughen him up for next week. And he had a bit of a blow after the race and blew off a bit over the back. So um, I think that run will tighten him up. And he licked out last night and I put him out in the paddock this morning. He was bucking around like a lunatic. So I don't think the run's done him any harm at all. One of the
1: features, uh, the, the five heats, uh, the heat last night won by Port-au-Prince was the quickest of the five heats in terms of mile rating. Um, and bear in mind, you just touched on the 48 uh, lead time. They got home in, in you know, 26, I think it was 26.4 or thereabouts. Um, but his time, virtually a, a good full second ahead of uh, uh, Port-au-Prince's time, a full second ahead of, uh, I think it was Tate, who went 155 uh last week, and one of the uh, heats, a 159.5 rate. I know you can't put too much in times over those longer trips, and tactics will play a part, but again, some encouraging signs that, um, you know, both Port-au-Prince and Heaven on High are capable of some high speed.
2: Yeah, that's right, you know. Um, yeah, times don't mean everything, but it was a really quick lead time, um, and they still got home in 26.7, I think it was, so mm. like, it's not as if, you know, they went a 54 a mile and got home in 30, so... Mm-hmm. That's where I think, and, and the other two really got away from the rest of the field, so um, it, it just shows they're both, you know, they actually both come over on the plane together from New Zealand, and um, their Robbie's horse should have, it was a certainty, been last week uh, when it raced, so yeah, I think they're both very nice horses, and to be honest, there's probably six or eight genuine chances in the final, it's going to be a really good final, you know, probably the best horse that gets the best run and probably driven the best will probably win the race.
1: It's been a good horse race for many years, and I just mentioned at the top of the show that the Black Prince won a carousel back in 2018, and has since gone on, you know, to, to group one success on two occasions, including a Lensmith Smith Mile, a race no doubt he'll defend. So it's a race uh, that's, you know, used coined the term time on it. It certainly is a time on a race on our calendar, and uh, uh, may the best horse win. It'll be a, a cracking lineup, and just on barriers, it's a it's a preferential draw. So by my reckoning. Uh, the two that quinella the race last night, Port-au-Prince and uh, uh, Heaven on High, should probably be drawn close to the inside barriers, one and two, just based on, on the ratings.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think they'll draw one and two. So, um, yeah, no, they both should get good trips again. And, um, yeah, it just depends. You know, I'd say there'll be plenty of speed on. So, yeah, I said, it'll just be who gets the best run and, and probably who's the best drive on the night. will we'll probably nearly get the victory.
1: David, you've got a very powerful stable. i have always had a great stable. You know, Antonia has probably been the flag bearer of the stable for the last couple of seasons through her juvenile years. Where's Antonia at right now?
2: Yeah, she come back into work about oh, probably two weeks ago. Um, she she had about three and a half months off, which she got a bit sick before Wagga, uh, the Wagga race. Um, so we um, she got over that all right, and then she was just a little bit lame you know, a couple of days after that, which was out of the blue, and we couldn't really work out what was going on. So we got a scintigraphy done, a full body scan, and nothing really showed up there. So we decided to um, just give her three or four months off. She hasn't had a really good spell since after Bathus as a two-year-old. So um, we just thought, you know what, she's really only an open man now. So um, we just wanted to give her a really good spell and bring her back and get her ready for the Ladyship Mile and... Um, and then progress on from there. So, but she's done terrific with the spell. She's, you know, she's not a very big horse, but she's, you know, her backside's really thickened up, and, and she looks like a tank at the moment. You've got, I'll you know, we'll
1: just go through some of the stable horses. You produced Gojack Jack Ryan on Tuesday, and I thought it was very impressive. A horse that is also a, a former Kiwi, and the, the thing to like about him is he, he really got into his work at the back end.
2: Yeah, we've had a bit of. Tra- he come actually from the same trainer in New Zealand as Evan High, and- he's mm-hmm. probably probably a very similar horse to heaven on high on ability. He's just, he's got a few issues um, and we've sort of, well, we haven't sorted him out, but we're, we're managing them. And um, like he's, he's done a few things wrong over his whole career. Um, he's galloped quite a fair bit and he galloped first up for me. He was going to win pretty easy. And mm-hmm. we just sort of got a bit of vet work to him and found out what was going on. And um, he, his work was really good before he won the other day. So I was sort of quietly confident that he'd, he'd go really good and, um, Jack was really impressed with him, you know, he, he's obviously driven him before, and he was—he had to hold your breath most of the race, but he said the other day, if you'd never driven him before, you'd just say he's just perfect, you know, so hopefully we're over, you know, the, the, the worst of his problems, and we can manage him, and um, I was actually, probably after he went so good the other day, wishing I'd put him in the carousel too, but um, I just sort of wanted to win a race with him, we've had a bit of trouble with him, so, um, but yeah, I, he'll, he'll go sort of metro class now, Saturday nights, and I think he'll be, you know, I think if he stays sound, he could nearly go through the free-for-all class. So, um, as I said, how long he lasts, you know, only time will tell. But at the moment, he seems really happy and and pacing good and everything like that.
1: Miss X uh, had a really tough run, that three-year-old old Philly you have in the Heat of
2: the Breeders Challenge. She dropped out. Where's uh, she at and what will, where will she go next? Yeah, she's got, um, there's another round of heats in about a month's time. So she's got plenty of time to get over that. Um, she just pulled really hard the first lap, which is unlike her. I don't know why. She was good at the trials. and But, Jimmy, she was out of control sort of coming down to get the bell. And I think that took its toll on her. And then, and then obviously, at the 700, Kim got running on Madrid. I think they went 27-something down the back. So that just put her out of play. And, actually, I thought she was going to drop out and get beat 50 or 60. But she, she sort of only got beat 20. So she actually kept trying. You know, she's a good trying horse. So. And she's actually pulled up really good. I put her out in the paddock, actually, with having a high this morning. They'll run around like learn ticks. So mm. I, I, She seems pretty bright in herself, so I'll just um, give her a few easy days and um, pull her blood, make sure everything's all right, and, and probably give her a start in a couple of weeks, and then a couple of weeks after that, she can go in the other heat um, at Manangle. Yeah, Charlie uh, did a good job from a limited amount of starts. Where's, yeah, Charlie? Yeah, she's um, she had a month month or six weeks off. she come back when Antonia come back, so... She's going to start fast working tomorrow, and um, yeah, no, she's she's been a bit of a well, not a surprise. I always liked her early, but she was doing a few things wrong, hitting a knee and that. But she seems to be sorted all that out now, and um, she's you know she's actually getting better and better. She keeps surprising us a little bit, so she's got really good speed. So um, you know she's sort of vic eligible on that, but a breeders crown. But whether she's up to them ones at this stage, not sure, but. I think she'll be a nice Menangle horse, you know, Menangle mare later on. A
1: real talent that you had in the stable and uh, was off, has been off the scene. Uh, tell us about Chicago Gangster. I have a real opinion of this horse. Where's Chicago uh, Gangster ended up?
2: Yeah, he's gone to the paddock. Uh, he had a few little knee issues. Um, just The vet just said he needed time. We we sort of... Um, I wasn't happy with him when he raced even, you know. Just there's something not right with him. and I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but... Um, I just said to the owners after he won the Rod Fitzpatrick, I'm just going to take him to the vets and get, it, get him to go over him because I'd be happy to waste two or three hours for him to tell me there's nothing wrong with him, you know, but uh, I said, there's just something not right about him, and um, so we got that done, and he, he, had, he had sort of a bit of change in his knee, so um, we got him injected and, and, and give him a month off and then brought him back, and he was really good, he, he was a lot sounder than what he was, but then just with a bit of work, he got a little bit funny again, so we got the vet to go over again, and he just said, "Look, I think you're just going to have to give him time to let his knees mature. He's telling you he's not ready." So um, mm-hmm. it was a bit of a shame because I think he was very hard to beat in the, the Breeders' Blue, you know. Um, and I think he's a pretty nice horse. So the owner's really good. He's happy to give him. Well, he's happy to give him twelve months off if that's what he needs. So um, we're just going to give him three months off and reassess and um, go from there. But yeah, I think he's just telling us, you know, he's not ready for the bigger racing.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Well, time uh, yeah, is, a, is a great uh, healer, and hopefully he'll uh, be able to bounce back uh, when, yeah. he, when he returns. David, you're, you're rarely without a good horse in the stable. There's You're always uh, competitive when you produce your horses, particularly in town, and he's hoping next Saturday night you can add a carousel to the, uh, the mantelpiece.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I think he's definitely uh, in the race with a really good chance, as I said, with probably five or six others. So... Um Uh, It'll be a terrific race, and we've just got to hope we're the ones that come out on top.
1: Good on you. Thanks, David, for your time this morning, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, Fred. Bye. David Thorne there, Simon, and that's on the pace for another week, just repeating that news about Cowra, track inspected, AOK to race, and as you mentioned, Mick Dummersey will be along shortly with his uh, prognostications for the car.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much, Freddie. You enjoy the week ahead.
1: Will do. Thanks, Simon.